Good evening. Welcome back to another episode of Please Call Me Crazy, brought to you by Free People Radio and powered by our favorite sponsor, TireGit.com. That's TireGit.com. You have to buy tires from somebody. You might as well buy them from us. Help fund the movement. Help support the movement. We believe in the freedom of movement. That's exactly what the establishment wants to take from you now. I'm your host, Royce White, here in the belly of the beast with my trusted co-host, Hebrews co-host, the great Professor Penn. Um, welcome back to the studio, Professor Penn. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, good, good evening to it's you. Good to, good to see you. Good to be here with you. Um, we I, Today, I think we got to talk about what what we saw as inevitable, an inevitable split, or let's not say a split because it's not really a split, but a reality of the Republican Party um, as a result of the MAGA movement and Donald Trump's uh, candidacy that, for example, 20% of the GOP voters claim, at least poll, the poll suggests that 20% of the GOP voters say they won't vote for Donald Trump in a, in a general. And um, the, the new shtick from MSNBC is that Donald Trump can't win without Nikki Haley's 40% of voters in a place like Carolina, for example. Um, and, and I've been saying for a long time, these, these rhino, neocon, Nikki Haley types should just go caucus with the Democrats. Get out of the way. And, and I made the case last night in my podcast on, on Wednesday night um, that they're actually getting in the way of a potential new type of Republican Party and conservative movement. I mean, they're, they're actually standing. You, you, you find the same... You find the same uh, the same uh, group of people uh, in, in many ways, uh, and, and not not you know nothing is one hundred percent right, but there is a sort of crossover between the uh, the Nikki Haley types and the five hundred one c three Christian Rhino neocons and um, a lot of the people who are actively trying to uh, keep the keep the the cultural wars the 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 um the cultural wedge issues as the prominent political topic. I mean this is the modus operandi of Fox News, right? Is to keep us talking about cultural wedge issues and in in effect what it does is it keeps certain people with a certain cultural disposition out of the party. Let's just be clear, black people I said on, on Wednesday night, I was at the, the Hopkins and, and North High School game, and I can't tell you how many people come up to me and say, black people come up to me and say, keep speaking the truth. We appreciate what you're doing. And, and we agree. I agree with you. We don't want to keep sending our money to Ukraine or any of these other wars. We're still pissed off when we think about the, the Afghanistan and Iraq war. And on the other side of the, 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 the football, you know, across from them, what they perceive as across from them are or is a Republican Party with people like Lindsey Graham and McConnell, and it was John McCain, and it was, you know, and it was Mitt Romney, and, and, and you know, now it's Nikki Haley and even Ron DeSantis, and, and their whole deal is about the military-industrial complex and preserving the empire and the, that, that, whole, that whole kind of way of, of thinking. And, and in the, within the Republican Party, these are the people who won't talk about forever wars. They, I mean, they just won't touch it. They'll talk about the border, fine. They'll talk about inflation, fine. But the forever war is like a, a taboo, taboo topic for them. 
Um, so I think we're seeing a, a, a split that needs to happen. Uh, people might be afraid of it because of what it means for the outcome of, of the election potentially in 2024. But the reality is if the Nikki Haley types and the Ron DeSantis types are going to protest Donald Trump uh, and, and the MAGA movement and they're going to protest what it means to be America first, that's really what they're protesting, um, then good riddance to them. Then, then let's let's redefine the party. Let's reshape the party. Let's re let's reshape the movement. Um, what do you think? Well, I've, you know, Nikki Haley's still active, mm-hmm. so her social media is uh, still focused on her candidacy. You get into the Ron DeSantis crowd; they're highly organized. They've become uh, the the point of the spear of uh, trying to kill. What they say is Donald Trump. I'll never vote for Donald Trump. But as you said, what they're really doing is saying, we're not going to do this America first thing. So there's all these postings of DeSantis as some kind of, you know, clean gene character in his military, you know, his Navy whites. You know, he he represents some kind of return to kind of a a purity, a purity of essence, a a purity of purpose, Mm -hmm. the kind of purity you need if you're going to, maintain and expand the empire. And, you know, I, I engage with a lot of these people and I just, I just, I'm, I'm frustrated by it because of course in every, uh, operation, there's going to be an element of truth in there. And there is an element of truth, which is, you know, we would or I would like make it an I statement. Mm -hmm. I like doing Hebrews with you because we try to aspire to a pretty high level of discourse. And our audience likes it. And every time it goes down into the, into the mud and stays there and people just start throwing bricks at each other, it, it really doesn't help get to the, the fact of what's going on here. And here's the fact. We've got a leftist movement. It's Marxism, globalism. It's had a very powerful and effective degradation of what it was to be an American citizen, what it is to be in America. They've been incredibly successful. Mm. I respect their success. They organized, they got involved, they showed up, they participated, and they took over key institutions. Of course, I'm talking about the universities. And the only uh, juxtaposition to that was the conservative movement. So we had this, this, you know, leftists and rightists. And those rightists are saying that they would rather vote with the leftists then vote America first. So what we are seeing is a political realignment. And it's a necessary political realignment for the conservatives that are out there that are going to reject the America first movement because of a politician. I just have, I thought about this. I, I Somehow I knew we were going to get here today. I didn't know we were going to lead off with this. And I, I thought, what, what, what was I going to say? And, and for me, I don't get caught up in people. I don't care who the, they're the polit. Um, you know, I like you. You're great. You're a great young politician and leader, but it's the ideas that I'm interested in. I mean, it's not the people. So everybody is focusing everything on Trump. Trump. It's the ideas of the America First uh, philosophy, which is just to summarize them because we're going to see them over and over because hmm. everybody else is saying something else over and over because it's a little bit of cultic brainwashing, right? That's, you know, we can talk about cults tonight, I hope. We really want to restore borders, both physical and spiritual. That's not a divisive issue. 
We all agree on that. I think even the leftists would agree on that to some degree. No. Well, they would like to read. The liberals would. The liberals would. Yes, yes. Okay, thank you. For sure. Because they got their own split. For sure, though. They got their own split. The Joe Bidens of the world world would agree for sure, but in fact, when push comes to shove, He's the one who opened the border. So even the liberals, even your tradition, your 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 stalwart liberals are are uh, have have been co-opted by the globalist agenda. But we have le- liberals that are the the opposite, which we're not talking about. We got these conservatives that are rejecting America first, but we've got liberals that are rejecting leftism. So there's a cross pollination. Well, our friend Mike. Nobody on MSNBC. Well, no, but it's happening in the, in the grass rut. It's happening. In the people, where the oh, people right, matter, right, right, right. right? No, so, you okay? Let's say you got Democrats who are rejecting, rejecting the open, not border. liberals. They're rejecting it because it's having a caustic effect in their neighborhoods. The liberals organize the left. I, my my take on the thing is the far left and the far right are the the same controlled opposition. Nick Fuentes and Il- Ilhan Omar are the same person. As far as they're, they they balance it out nicely, don't they? They're they're doing the exact same thing. They they're, justify each other's existence. Perfect. Yeah. But you've got this conservative groups. So you got this leftists. You got conservatives. And now we have this proto new philosophical movement in America. Well, it's not that new. It goes back to the '30s, but it's been reborn. Of Amer- you know, let's focus on American American citizenship. It's a beautiful idea, and we have this group of conservatives that will not align. So they do align with uh, the border issue, the conservatives, Mm -hmm. and they do align with fiscal responsibility, (laughs) right? Which is not, they're not thinking through what they believe, but when it comes to the forever war, war, hey. No, they thought it through. Well, then they're lying to everybody. They're liars. We just had that. No, they're liars. We just saw uh, senatorial candidate Joe for, I, you weren't there. I saw him present, and he said, got to get our border fixed. I know we're having trouble with groceries. We've got to get this spending under control. Mm-hmm. But I believe in a strong international military presence of the U.S. And, you know, and I'm thinking, <laughs> my, it was so dumb, I didn't even challenge him because it's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, ha- you have to choose one or the other. We're at a point where we have to make a choice. Yeah. We can't have, if we continue to try to have everything, we're going to have nothing. Right. So. You know, this, this moment in American history is uh, one of, of uh, ideas. And, of course, that's another thing. Everybody's trying to make this about President Trump as if the ideas that he represents don't matter. And then they say things like, oh, he failed to accomplish. Well, do we, does anybody remember the resistance to Trump that started the moment he went down the escalator? I mean, this guy, because he was challenging the post-World War II Democrat liberal order because he was clearly uh, advocating a, an evolution of our business model in the country, a, 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 a retreat from this worldwide democracy scam that we've been doing since the end of World War II. They've been fighting him. So, you know, he didn't get the border fixed. Yeah, well, they fought him every step of the way. Well, he put on $8 trillion of debt. Don't like it, but do we all remember COVID? And then, then you know, there, there was people want perfection in our leadership, and they fail to recognize that they lead with a limited amount of information. They have experts that are around them. They have to make decisions under great stress and pressure, and sometimes they err. 
But if the underlying ideas are correct, you keep coming back to the philosophical base. And we have two different philosophical, three different philosophical approaches, which are about to become two. Because all the conservatives that can't vote for America first actually are liberals. They're materialists, right? We have a spiritual movement. We believe in restoring spiritual borders. What we believe in, what I believe in, but I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for the movement as best I can, but I'm going to make an I statement. I believe that if we restore our personal spiritual borders, most of the problems that we're suffering will disappear because we'll be self-governing. The idea of spiritual borders, correct me if, if you disagree, but I think from a, the framers' perspective, they were rejecting being ruled. They set up a process of self-governance, which means every citizen self-governs. They have their own spiritual borders. Therefore, we don't need an oppressive and controlling governance. Mm. And that's what we want to get back to in the America First movement. It's, that's what I think. That's what's about for me. Makes sense? Do I, get, do I understand it? I like it. I'm much more simple. Okay, go ahead. Well, I mean, although I'm, uh, I've, you know, I've, I've always said that, you know, borders are a limit on man's unfettered ambition. I, I understand that. But I'm just much more simple about this. This whole deal is, you know, the, the erudite conversation. It's great. I love it. Fine. I can do it all day long. I could do it with the best of them. No problem. Uh, it's all, it's fun to sit down and, and, you know, drink tea and eat fucking crumpets. And, you know, we just got our great, great conversations and you know that that's all good these fucking people are full of shit they've always been full of shit the 20 percent that they're talking about <clears throat> is the 20 percent of the conservative movement that's been highly active they've been involved they've been they, they, they've understood this the system the way the party works they've used the way the party works to dominate and, and, and sort of uh, control s- can control and steer the movement and, and these 20 percent of people are the 20 percent that have always been dip- democrats these these people are another form of the controlled op. They're the moderate controlled opposition. You got the far right uh, Nick Fuentes controlled opposition who want to make it all about race, which obviously is gonna is gonna fractionate any hope and chance of of, of reestablishing a, a a republic and a a vital uh, you know polity when the borders are wide open. I mean, whether you like it or not, we allowed it to happen. If Nick Fuentes wants to go down to the border and, and man the man the gate. Have at it. Yeah, proceed. And 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 for that matter, any of his any of his followers. But they're not doing that. So you gotta ask yourself, okay, so what's the actual answer then? You know, you, you can sit here and complain all day. It's just, it's like a kid on 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 a basketball team. I always refer back to sports because sports tell you so much about people's character. It's not about who wins the game, but it tells you a lot about people's characters. Like, you just wanna complain. No matter what it is, you gotta fucking complain. You know, it's oh we're uh, we're not doing what we what, what I want in practice or or oh, I'm injured I'm a little sore today or the ref was bad or coach didn't sub me in at the right time or I'm not getting enough shots or or uh, you know the, the the other team is it, whatever it is whatever it is, you always got to complain but how much work are you willing to put in what are you willing to do does the work that you're is the work that you're willing to do line up with the thing that you're complaining about and is it changing it or are you just you just talking. And you know, you know, Nick Nick should run for office, and I don't mean to make it about Fuentes, but it's 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 a paradigm, right? Of of the the far right controlled opposition, but the the moderate controlled opposition, the centrists, 
These people have always, they've been in power for a long time. You know, I, I love when Alex, you know, Alex Jones was on the show and he talked about um, the neocons always being over the Democrats for the entire time. That the neocon, and when you look at Barack Obama and his presidency and you look at what he really served, the interest that he served uh, in, a, in a sort of bipartisan fashion, of course, he, you know, he bombed more brown and black people in, in the Middle East than any of his white predecessors combined. He bombed more people in the Middle East than Bush, uh, Clinton, and I think George George uh, Walker, uh, George Senior, Walker. Yeah, then all three of them combined. I mean, what does that tell you? I mean, so I guess when I mean we're going to be materialists and we're going to talk about the material results of things. I mean, nothing nothing is more stark than than how many bodies you you put in the ground uh, from from missile drone strikes. So. You know, these these 20% of the people are, are um, they're liars. They've been lying to us. And so, you know, of course they of course they reject the MAGA movements. Ron DeSantis, for example, is like, to, to be honest, he's not even that erudite. I mean, give me a break. You guys are acting like Ron, Ron DeSantis is some type of scholar or he's some type of intellectual. If you take a 50-minute replay of, of Ron DeSantis' speech, it looks like a CIA psyop of trying to mimic Donald Trump. I think they actually have those out there where he's just doing the same gestures and hand gestures. And, and I mean, as Donald Trump, he's like a he's like a Donald Trump light with with, with a Navy uniform. Yeah. I mean, it's it, and it's embarrassing. I mean, the fact that they think they could pass that off as authentic and genuine is an insult to the American people. I, I don't I don't I don't mind. Look, it, th- th- this is a telltale sign and it, it, it aligns perfectly with my with my candidacy and my my position in the movement. All the all the 501c3 rhinos, all the 501c3 Protestant uptight uh, sort of uh, you know love the the presentation of security, love the, the the false sense of security, love the false sense of righteousness when the Satanists took their country. Uh, all of them have these these sort of uh, you know purity and litmus tests about their support, uh, but but when push comes to shove, you know they they just. They don't want to have to do what it takes to really save the republic. I mean, that's the bottom line. Because they already got their their place in line. But, I mean, it's just so radically dishonest to make it seem like it's about the morals and ethics. And it breaks down right away. And, and see, this is where the line merges with, uh, you know, th- this great, and I think this is one of the great, this is why the military-industrial complex, it's not just the fact that they're stealing your money. It's what they're doing with it. And it's what they're justifying, right? It's just like, we'll say who the bad guys are. Then we'll go and kill. We'll go and kill in your name. And, you know, we're, we're, the, we're, the, we're, we're God. Yeah, we'll decide who lives and who dies. And you have your say, oh, well, this is, this, is a, this is rich. You'll have your same 501c3 Protestant neocon boomers, okay, rhinos say, oh, you can't use profanity, but we can go kill in the name of, Democracy. Democracy. The post-World War II Democrat liberal order. But you can't use profanity. <clears throat> you better not. You better not use profanity, but we'll go drop a bomb up a camel's ass because, hey, you know, it's our national interest. And they, and they actually think it's just, I mean, this is a, this is a brainwashing of, of ma- magnificent proportions. But what's growing, what's, outrageous. what's growing is an awareness. Like a wave is building up of people that are realizing it's really not about the Democrat liberal order. It's really not about enemies. 
it's just those that's those people that die are the cost of doing business. If you look at our economy, we talked about it in the previous Hebrews, but the evidence just keeps mounting because these people are getting a little bit desperate. Senator Roger Wicker, neocon Republican extraordinaire from the state of Mississippi, which, you know, that state ratified the Civil Rights Act of 1964 in about 1995. Mississippi, okay. Uh, Controlled opposition. He put out a position paper about this $90 billion supplement, uh, war funding bill they're trying to run through, and he said 75% of this money is going right back into American com- companies. And, <laughs> you know, he's saying we're really not, I mean, hey, they're actually saying the quiet part out loud, Yeah, which is mind-boggling. Yeah. War, war, for, war as a means of business is good. Right, that's what we're saying. And yeah. if we're building our country on that kind of foundation, then then they're Satanists. That would be, yeah, that would be no, correct. That, I mean, that's just it. I don't, I don't care. I don't care how evangelical you are. I don't care what church, what what mega church you go to. I don't care how many snakes you handle or whatever your your your, your, your deal is. <laughs> you know, I, I'm seriously. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. If your if your primary business is killing people, if your primary business is war. You're fucking Satanist. Well, isn't that America's primary business right now? Oh, 100%. Okay, so then what we have is this proto-movement of American citizens that want to extricate the country from the business model of slavery, drugs, and piracy, which was the British colonial business model, which we rebelled against to establish the country in the first place. And I don't know why this is so complicated to figure out. It's if, not complicated. If you like it so much, it's not complicated. Move back to move back to the old country. No, it's not complicated. The only the only problem is that that we've made the mistake of allowing uh, the 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 most prominent institutions in the country to be represented by those that brand of people, and you see it in the hierarchy of the Republican Party, the RNC. You see it here in the Minnesota GOP. You see it all across the country. You see it in in you know in in our commentary. You see it on on the conservative news. The people who rose to the top, the people who were pushed to the top, are the people who who think that way. And of course, a lot of them are ex-military. And so a they very get, high percentage. Yeah, yes, and so they they get branded as being a representative of a much broader way of thought than maybe really exists. We don't know how many. Look, let, let's let's get down to the the real the, the the real. Would it it would be it would have been hard. Let's say the elections are rigged. Let's say the primaries are rigged. Let's say the primaries aren't aren't secure. Let's posit it for uh, okay. intellectual exercise. <laughs> if 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 that's the case, it would have still been hard to justify Nikki Haley defeating Donald Trump in South Carolina, defeating him, but pulling enough uh, of the voters away <clears throat> to create this narrative that the forty percent that did vote for Nikki Haley are what Donald Trump needs to win the general? Well, that seems like a very strategic move. That's, that's very viable. So we don't know who I, so we don't even know if 40% of the people voted for Nikki Haley. And I got down on South Carolina, and as I start to think about it, I have to leave open the possibility that maybe 40% of people didn't vote for Nikki Haley. Maybe it was only 20%, and they fudged the other 20 so that they could create the next narrative in the propaganda. And that's well within their capability to do. We all know that. And in some of these states, you know, the Democrats can cross and it, over. It, and and it, is, it, is, it is scary when you understand how easily propaganda swells 
you know, how easily people are influenced by by the person next to them. You just play a game of telephone in, in your in your, uh, your you know your your nearest uh, kindergarten, and people aren't much different when they get to be eighteen, or when they get to be thirty, or when they get to be sixty. I mean, you know, if you go look, it, it's quite sad. And, and honestly, I, I love the American people, and I want to represent the American people. But it's quite sad when you stroll into some of these BPOUs and caucuses and see the polity that that exists there, and the lack of energy, and the and the sort of just mundane. You know, sort of moping around, and 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 that 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 elderly, that 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 more elder fragility, and there is an elder fragility. And like I had a guy come, and, and, and you know, after I spoke at the caucus, and he said to me, um, and it, he, you know, he was a supporter, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, berating him. This is just the reality of the the party, right? I mean, it's just in the movement. Um, he he says to me, he goes, man, that was a great speech. I mean, one of the greatest speeches I've ever heard live. I mean, in in person in my life. Wow. He said, you just, you must be tired. You must be really tired. I said, no, I'm not tired at all. I said, this is great. I'm having a blast. That, that was fun. I actually, I actually had fun. You, we went to dinner afterward. You know how much fun I had. We were I both mean, jacked up. I, but I actually got a kick out of it. It felt like a comedy routine because that's how absurd some of these, these old views are. I mean, and, and, uh, but he was like, and he, he said at the end, he said, well, you have the energy of a 32 year old man. And it just dawned on me right there, not not to you know you know uh, I'm not I'm not saying anything wrong against him, but it dawned on me that when I walk into the Republican events, they're old. There are older people, and you, do you know how easy it is to get older people to just go with the herd? I mean, it's it, this is the reason why we feel so strongly about about laws protecting elderly people from that type of abuse at like nursing homes and things like that because their actual physical fragility makes them vulnerable to be herded like sheep. And this is the Fox News cohort. And even more broadly, it's the boomer cohort that, that is, tr- and in fair play to them, at least they tried to preserve a, a conservative movement or else this country would have been off in, in Looneyville a long time ago. But now we have to ask the hard question, can they preserve it? Can they preserve it with, in their age? And so, and, and now what they're doing, see, this is what people don't see over the horizon. The, 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 the real danger is that certain young commentators and pundits are already being positioned to make sure that the next wave of conservatism is something that has no anchors in reality or logic. And I don't need to say their names, but Nick Fuentes is one, Stu Peters is another one who's a bit younger fellow, but, but they're sprinkled all throughout. They're sprinkled all throughout, the, and, and there's some that are even closer to me than that. And they're spreading uh, information that is uh, caustic and divisive. And I don't even like the word divisive, you know, because people... When you spread a propaganda, when you spread lies that are intentioned to make people hate each other, to to foster hate among us... I don't know if it's intentional. Oh, I do. It's hard for me to determine. Well, I've made my decision about it. Okay, that's fine. I I, I think that the... Some people are. Some people may be I think they're paid to do it. Well, some people are idiots, but I think there are some very smart people that are That are putting them up to it. They're paid big budgets to run big staffs, to be Mm -hmm. constantly churning out disinformation, because... This is the other side of this. What's the too. number and what's the number one misinformation in the in the in the discourse? The number one did the, what the go-to play is always race. And people say and and then the people who have more say in logical minds, they 
they tend to, you know, drift towards you know, the race thing is they, they know that the race thing is a bait and switch. Oh, when we're talking about the race thing, are we talking about the Jewish thing also? Does that fit into the race narrative? Oh, for sure. Okay. But, but, but. That's why I clutched up there. I didn't know where we were but, going. But, but they, 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 the same illogical people in the conservative movement drift towards we know that race is a bait and switch. So their first thing is to reject the whole conversation entirely. That's what I was going to say before I went down here. People just disengage. But how, but how, but at the same time, there is a sort of loose kind of superficial surface uh, glue to those conversations still that people, uh, you know, casually kind of associate with, right? I mean, and I said it before, it's talking about black-on-black crime. That, that's the go to across conservative move. Alpha News, this is the primary example. A mugshot every day. Alpha News puts up a mugshot every day of some black, black or Somali or Hispanic, some uh, uh, you know, person. Like, I mean, they're the only ones doing crime now. Disproportionately, they are. It's just ridiculous. But, but my point is, they won't talk about rigged elections. When was the last time you saw Alpha News post about the security and integrity of our elections? That's a no-go zone. And that tells you who they are and what they're trying to do. And for all the MAGA movement, I need you to understand this. It's the same with Fox News. You can go to Fox News to get your fear porn about, about cultural wedge issues that black people are going to come steal your, you know, uh, kick in your door and, and rob you and kill your family or rape your wife. And listen, that may happen. No, it's not a high pro- probability. There's 450 million people in the country. Not a lot of people are getting their doors kicked in and, and raped and killed. That that's that's a very uh, anomalous thing. And here's another thing: facts it magnifies. Don't, facts don't magnified. care about you. And d- d- don't get me wrong: when it happens once to those people, it happens to. It is a disproportionate tragedy. So I'm not saying it's nothing because of the numbers. I'm not a materialist, but for an institution like Fox News, who makes everything so material and numbers based, they surely do well to not really illustrate that that crime overall is down i mean just overall people are getting too high and they're they're too preoccupied with their cell phones to be badass criminals i mean these people aren't al capones and abortion abortion is what there's people that believe that abortion is part of the reason why crime is down well well i'm just saying well yeah and they justify it as a Positive thing. Well, I mean, and you know, I'm, I don't want to, you know, go neither here nor there. Hole. My point is this: the black on black crime issue is a go to move, and the Alpha News and the rise of, you know, fall of Minneapolis documentary. It's going viral. I get people sending me all the time tagging me. And do you see this documentary? I'm like, guys, you really do you know who Alpha News is? Do you know who Liz Collins is? Do you know who Bob Kroll is? These are the 20% of And I, I guarantee you that they're wishy-washy on Donald Trump. Maybe not. Maybe they'll say they like Donald Trump. A lot Trump. of people are going to jump up and say we're for Donald yeah, Trump. Of course. Until they're not. Like Joe Frazier. Like, uh, Hold on, wait, wait. Lindsey Lindsey Gr- Lindsey Graham. But Joe Frazier just said it right in his, uh, in, his camp, in his caucus letter. He mentioned Donald Trump. He said he's supporting Donald Trump, but he never said America first. And I think there's a, I think there's a little... Uh, a little uh, Tom Emmer. There's a little Tom Amber just came out and endorsed. I think there's a little sliver of hope that the rhino and neocons hold that Donald Trump is still one of them. That 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 he can be manipulated. 
that they can put certain people around him, If even if he wins. It's like I said, you know, people, it doesn't matter if you vote Republican or Democrat, because somehow the military machine always wins. And Amy Klobuchar is the greatest example of that. No wonder Republicans in the upcoming, no wonder when you get a governor race and it's about 55-45, 52-48, you you get an attorney general race between Keith Ellison and and, and, and Schultz. Schultz, Yeah, Yeah. And and it's what, 50-50? And the Republican Party had had any kind of infrastructure in Minnesota. Jim you, Schultz would have won. You get a you get a senatorial race and and it's sixty two to to it, it's it's sixty eight to forty two for Klobuchar. But I told you I know Republican activists that are in the party that said it'd be a shame if anybody ran against Amy Klobuchar because she's such a great senator. <laughs> Republicans I look at him. Like, but what's the common theme? I mean, look at the common theme here. Military, military. Schultzy, Jim Schultz, for example, attorney, Catholic boy, conservative. Sure, but military is not his line of country, right? Right. Attorney, went came from the seminary. Military is not his line of country. Doctor Scott Jensen, doctor, railed against the medical industrial complex, railed against censorship and cancel culture. He and I disagree on a bunch of issues, and a lot of people think he's much more liberal than than they had a stomach for. But military is not his line of country, and so you you saw a, a you know a, a concession for them, like hey. We'll vote for these guys. But Amy? Oh, she's knee de- she's neck deep. She's balls deep, as they say. She's a, a, a great salesperson. Like General Jack Keane. General Jack Keane and Amy Klobuchar, kind of the same person. Yeah. I want to just say something that occurred to me to break back. But what I said, but, but, but before I go on, the black-on-black crime issue, again. Yeah. Alpha News, Fox News, same people. They'll talk about black people committing crimes, they won't touch election integrity. That's all the that's all the America First and MAGA movement need to know. Why will they not talk about election integrity? And and, and even furthermore, and I said this before to you, and I said it to the, the white the, the, the white Republicans, and I don't mean to make it a black or white thing, but it it is what it is. I think you're the only black person in the room. Then, then that's fine. <laughs> and I told everybody, I said, I think it's disgusting the way they've tried to, you know, uh, weaponize this, you know, race against you. And it's not this reverse racism. White supremacy is the great scourge of the planet. And, you know, my grandmother was a Norwegian immigrant. I think it's disgusting. It's dishonest. But it's it's even more than that. It's disgusting. So I get it. They're trying to attack the white identity. I I, I get it. But it's white liberals who are doing it which makes it really peculiar. But we know why, but, but that's not the point. The point I'm making is, I, I've told a, a lot of people in our, in our group, very close to us, why the fuck are you still talking about the crime of black people? Well, why are you talking about it? Get a fucking gun. Get a gun. That's what the American, that, that's, what the pro, that's what the pro-American patriot mind thinks get a gun then you don't have to worry get a nice big gun get a shot get a get a get a uh, a shotgun that that uh that holds 16 rounds you know and they got some good ones double barrel uh pump you know uh, semi-automatic the ones where the flames come out the barrel i mean just you know get a gun <laughs> get your wife a gun let let her you know a lot but a lot of people don't want their wife to have a gun because she might shoot them because I mean that man woman thing goes deeper than Democrat Republican and black or white but the point is get a fucking gun right and these people don't want to do that 
I mean, it becomes so clear when you listen to Fox News and the Alpha News, and you and you're and you're you're indoctrinated by this sort of uh, um, you know fear porn brainwashing about the crime. And don't get me wrong, crime is an issue, and we got to do something about it. We got to be tough on it. But when a when a mainstream uh, a mainstream uh, publication mainstream outlet won't even mention election integrity. They won't even admit that the election was stolen or even or even open the dialogue that that we should be able to ask. Alpha News, Fox News, Fox News punted. They're the same people. They punted on the election altogether with Dominion. So that that that's I think they cost them a billion dollars to punt. But yeah, who cares? that's nothing. Billion dollars, nothing to them. Well, it's something. Well, I don't think so. It kept on going, though. Yeah, this billion dollars ain't nothing. The Fox, the Fox, the the, the Fox, uh, it's huge. It's it's massive. I mean, it's just it's the controlled opposition. It's too big to fail. You, you I mean they, they they have their own market. They have their entire own. They're the only mainstream conservative media outlet in the country. Actually, the people that own Dominion and own Fox News are the same people. Right. So it was just moving the money from one pocket to Man, the that's other. That's what I'm saying. Too big to fail. BlackRock owns them. I mean, they, if they, and they own them, they, they, they're on both sides of so the football. So who actually paid the lawsuit? They paid themselves. Okay. They moved some money around. Sounds familiar. Yeah, it's good. They're good at it. Uh, you know, I go got to just say go one ahead. thing. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Because we're going to get downstream and I'm going to forget this because you, you brought up something that um, about the fragility of the aging boomers, mm-hmm. which I'm in that group. I'm not fragile yet, but I understand what you're saying. But I also want to go back because that connects a dot for me because there's, there's an explanation about why the boomers are so slavishly cultish about the U.S. military, and it's when they were born, which your generation doesn't have an attachment to. The people that were born in the 40s and 50s were born in the afterglow of the uh, World War II victory, which, of course, the victors wrote the uh, histories. So the histories that we got when we went to school in the 50s and 60s as very young people, when our identities were formed, were very uh, propagandized versions of the gloriousness of the U.S. military. And when you're five, six years old and, you know, you're sitting on the top of the hill and you've just defeated fascism and the whole notions of what fascism was and communism was, everything was constructed. When we went to school at that time, we didn't question what we were being taught. We were just absorbing what we were being taught. Mm. You know, I used to make model airplanes. I made every model airplane of every World War II plane that there was. I used to make model ships, and I knew all the ships and all that. When you were watching TV, we had all kinds of World War II shows that glorified and aggrandized the U.S. military. Rat Patrol, Hogan's Heroes, 12 O'Clock High. I could go on and on. The whole culture was steeped in the afterglow of that victory. So the boomer generation got that when they were so little, so young. It went in unfiltered, and it requires a very concerted search for truth to unpack that and start to say, hey, hey, what really happened here? Like, for example, the role of the Russians in World War we were raised to believe that the U.S. military defeated the Nazis starting on June 6, 1944, D-Day. Yeah, we believe that. The whole impact, the whole contribution of the Russians. I think there was like 550,000 U.S. military deaths during the war, and 
20, 30 million Russians died? I mean, they sacrificed their whole generation to defeat the Nazis. So we didn't, we weren't taught that. That was, that was never even mentioned. Wasn't even mentioned because, of course, the Cold War had started. Now it was the Soviet Union. Russians good, Soviet Union bad. It wasn't even discussed. They were our enemies. When we came of age, they were the enemy. So that was being pounded into our head. Russians are bad. We were hiding under our desks. This is how bullshit this thing was. Cold War. Well, you know, we're going to have a, a nuclear war. Bomb tests. We're going to have a drill. Mm-hmm. Kids, get under your desk. <laughs> you know? Fuck you, people. <laughs> but we were seven years old. No, but I mean old. the people who were doing it. They were abusing us and giving us How a- fucking retarded was that? And, 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 you know, it was like, oh, well, they, you know, it was an older time. They, you know, that was the best they could do. These people had built an atom bomb. They knew the physics. I mean, this, this is a great, this is one of the great, exa- this is a great example of systemic propaganda. Yeah, that's why I'm talking scientific about scientific elites. Yes, there you go. Yeah, nuclear, I'm trying to get under the, your desk, kids. I'm trying it's to a give the war. boomers a, a stair to yeah. walk down. Please proceed. Well, you know, <laughs> if the boomers would actually start to unpack, the, and a lot of them are, a lot of them are. Get under your desk. There's a nuclear bomb. <laughs> the magic bullet. This is it's outrageous. It, well, it, it was a first turning. There was a great deal of confidence. In but when our you governance. get a kid, when you get a kid at seven years old, you could tell him that he could cut his penis off and become a woman. Well, that's what they're doing now. But it's the same thing they it's did to exact, the boomers. But it right, it's just advanced yeah. to the next generation. Yes, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So that was the but, first. But it be. But it's it's. It's worth it for the for the boomers and the and the and the neocons and and that that sort of cohort of people, even the 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 the, the, the traditional lib, uh, liberals, uh, the, the Kennedy Democrats. It's worth it for them to realize when they when they cast those aspersions and and and, and kind of have that stern judgment about the LGBTQ agenda and what they're seeing now that they were actually a part of a similar psyop. Can, can I ask you a question mm-hmm. that I don't know the answer to? Mm-hmm. When you were like in third grade yeah did the people in white coats show up in the cafeteria of your school and mass inoculate everybody in your school no we did we did we know it's time to get your vaccines kids polio whatever they were given all of it we got it mass injected we lined up and there was people there with white coats on and we got Public health, and we had our. We were the first generation to get the well-being checkups, and you know we had the polio vaccine. It just put mm-hmm. polio down, and the nuclear bomb was really, you know, a symbol of American power. I mean, we were feeling good about science, right? Because our previous generation, they were still washing clothes by hand. Mom had a washing machine, color television, 1966, watching the baseball in color. Holy smokes, it was great. We were we were acculturated into the dependency mm-hmm. on scientific advancement. Right. And we were mass inoculated, and we were given all this propaganda, which we didn't view as propaganda. We viewed it as being the truth. So when you look at that background for my cohort and how some of these people are functioning today, they're really very quite cultish about it. You want to talk about cults? Proceed. Well, it's occurred to me because I'm I'm watching all these Ron DeSantis influencers, which is a lead, 
they got somebody's organized them and they're paying them because it's same this, people who put Ron DeSantis up to it. But we'll save that for another time. Okay, so they're continuously calling anyone that is a supporter of Donald Trump a cultist, mm-hmm. a cultist, which is you know pretty negative, right? A cultist. And I've at the same time I've been reading all these neocon. What we came up with. The last one of the most recent ep- episodes, you came up with this thing, secondhand jerk offs, mm-hmm. which I've turned into an art now. Because what I do is when the you know Jonah Goldbergs or the Bill Crystals or these different, and I have to say for the audience, and you know for my friend Ty and some of the people, yeah, they're mostly anti-Jews. They are, they are because Jews send their kids to the dirty dozen schools. I have two of my five went there. They both hate me. I changed, and they, <laughs> they become cultists. You know, and I sent them in there believing in God, and after, you know, eight years of education, they joined the cult. And that's the, what I want to say about it. These people, these secondhand jerk-offs, and they're not all anti-Jews. There's, uh, you know, there's other guys yeah. that, you know, that's a, but they all went to those schools. They all got those degrees, and they're all defending the post-World War II Democrat liberal order. And it occurred to me that they're all cultists themselves. They, they have a cultish devotion to that Democrat liberal order. It cannot be questioned. And a fundamental building block of that order is the military-industrial complex, which rests upon science. I mean, Dugan, Alexander Dugan got it, got it so right when he said, in America, conservatism and liberalism is two, two sides of the same coin. And, you know, I, I mean, you know, whatever you think about Dugan or, or Putin or the Russians, when a man makes a profound uh, statement and has a profound insight, if you can't objectively say it's true, regardless of your of your opinion uh, of them personally, then you don't believe in the truth. You believe in whoever. The search for truth is not your modus operandi. That's right. You're a cultist. But but and and look, there's no better example. There's no greater slap in your face. No no greater insult to your intelligence than to have a conservative movement that preserves the Democrat liberal order. Well, it has my entire life. I mean, that was, okay. I, you know, I've, I've said this before, but it's so great. You know, we have these people that, that I meet with. I'm very active in politics. is about peer-to-peer engagement. So as much media as we do, I still have lots of meetings with people on an individual basis, or I have group meetings. Mm-hmm. And people get very angry because what will happen is there'll be 80% of the room will be, um, America firsters, you'd call them, or Trump devotees, you would call them. And then there'll be this 20% group that is that traditionalist, neocon conservative orientation. And there's always this clash, this arguing that goes on, and it gets ugly. And I just, when I want to call a halt to it, I'll just look at the 80% that are now supporting America first ideas, and I'll say, if you voted for George Bush, Raise your hand. And you see a couple little vestiges. Raise your hands high. And the point is, is that everyone has to work their way out of this cultish devotion to the post-World War II Democrat liberal order and that neocon formation of our politics that rests on a science that often delivers scientific invention, which is not really good for humanity. See, this is, this is another symptom that's run through the society, and I see it in young people too. Whatever science delivers is good. Yeah. And that's got to be, that's probably more important than any, 
I could make a case that says this whole thing is a cover story, a diversion to get our eyes off of what's coming out of the scientific community. And we were warned about this by Eisenhower. And most of these inventions and, and advancements are not good for individual American citizens. I, I was talking about, and I think about this, there we, we had this proto-trucker protest over the uh, decision, the judicial decision about Trump in New York, and these truckers came out and said, we're not going to deliver to New York City. And, it, you know, it, it really hasn't, doesn't seem to have legs. Maybe it does. I don't know. I'm not in New York. But the issue why the truckers need to organize and stop delivering is the globalist scientific community is creating autonomous trucks and they're all going to lose their jobs, like, not tomorrow. Like today, they're implementing this autonomous technology right now. And it's anti-human, and it's going to take millions of people and make them unemployed and subject to dependency on the state. And all of these issues where we find ourselves dependent, dependent on institutions, we then depend on those institutions to care for us and to love us and to actually be seeking our highest good, our well-being. And it's quite clear to me from my street corner that that's not what's happening because all of these institutions have been perverted by greed fundamentally. And then all the rest of the deadly sins are in there to some degree or another. Arrogance is a great one. The arrogance, the arrogance of people that are educated, the elite secondhand jerk-offs, their arrogance. This is just a rehashing of racism. Yeah. It's just a form shift. Okay, I'm, I'm a white man, and I have the right to enslave black people because I'm a higher level. Now we got PhDs that are in these, uh, you know, dirty dozen institutions that think they have the right to tell American citizens how to live their lives. It's preposterous. It's completely anti-American. It's completely anti what this country was founded on, which is the idea of self-governance. So every one of these interlocking institutions really are not working for the well-being of the people. So you got this group of, this growing group. I have to say, just, just for the listeners, we went to this caucus. No, yeah, go ahead. I'm, a, I'm an officer of the Republican Party of Minnesota. I'm sure there's a lot of neocon traditionalists that would like to get me out of the party. And they do. They're throwing people out of the party. They're just making up rules and throwing people out. But I'm, I'm, on the, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the deputy chair of what's called Senate District 45, which is in <clears throat> Minnetonka and Wyzetta, Minnesota. Now, my house is the last house before you go into Plymouth. So I am not living in a three and a half, four, five, six million dollar house, living in a very modest home. But you go two miles south of me, and it's wealthy, really wealthy. So this district is a bastion of 401k materialism. That's what it is. And it, it is a, a, a headquarters. There's a, a national committee man, an RNC national committee man. That's his power base. They've been active in this area for decades. When I came into the party, they rejected me violently, and some people, we saw some of them at the meeting in a quite anti-Semitic fashion, mm. but it was great. You, we, we had the caucus, fantastic. Afterwards, Royce got to address the caucus attendees, and more than half of them stayed and listened. And what was so interesting, over half of these people in this bastion of neocon politics, over half of them were acting publicly as if they were American firsters. And I know there was some truth to it 
because I was looking at the faces of the neocons, and they were appalled. It was priceless. It was a priceless moment for me because I've been working in this district. Did, this, did one of them stand up and, and, and reject what I was saying? Did one of them stand up and protest? Well, there were several of them that I know. No, did one of them say anything? Oh, oh yeah. No, no, no. When I was talking. No, nobody said a word when there you were you talking. Go. And that's who they really are deep down. And that's, and, and that's, and that's, that's why they're scared as fuck that I'm around, that I'm coming. Because they know I don't give a fuck. The movement is here, kids. Yeah, it's here. It's and, here. And guess what? Right in the belly of the beast. Oh, you, you, know, you, know why, you know why I came there. You, you, to get delegates, sure, fine. If you vote Donald Trump, you're going to know who the, real, who the real guys are. And if you don't, the referendum's on us. And that's what I told him in the caucus. The referendum's on you. It ain't on Joe Biden. It ain't on Barack and Michelle. It ain't on Klaus Schwab. It ain't on you want Yuval self, Noah Harari. You self-governor or not? It ain't on, uh, uh, you know, Jen Psaki. It ain't on Jean-Pierre. It ain't on Gavin Newsom. It ain't even on Donald Trump. The referendum ain't on Donald Trump. Everybody's, a, and that's why you know Nikki Haley is a fucking sellout and that she has no real sense of sacred honor and what it means to be an American citizen, that duty. Because her, her mentality is, you know, if Donald Trump doesn't win, it's a sign of his failure. That, that he has to, this is elective politics. If we don't vote for the ideas that preserve the prosperity and well-being of, 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 our, of our communities, of our, of our own individual person, that's on us. Don't complain. If the, doctor tells you, if, the, if the doctor tells you, hey, man, you keep smoking three packs of cigarettes a day, you're going to fucking die. And you keep smoking three packs of cigarettes a day and you die, is the doctor a bad doctor? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, this is a basic question. If I tell you, if you keep letting that man shoot the corner three wide open, you're going to lose this game. And you keep letting him shoot the corner three, am I a bad coach? I mean, this is where shit gets kind of weird. You know, it gets kind of – because some people would say, well, you should have you should have put a better team out there or you should have put a player out there that, that, that would, uh, would do what you tell them. You play with the players that show up. And, and not only that, though. The, the thing about free will is you can only coach people so far. That's what I'm learning about coaching. That's why it's so great to coach. To, to, I, I love coaching because it tells you so much about people and the way that people, the way that it works. You can tell, you can have been, I'm an NBA player. I, I went through, I, I, I did my time. I'm still playing pro. In fact, I, I had my, I had an all-star season last year in the big three and the big three is getting younger. It's getting more competitive. It ain't getting less competitive. And, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 32 years old. I could still be playing in the NBA today, but that's not the point. I've been through the, through the fire when it comes to athletics. And even in MMA. I mean, I lost my first MMA fight, but for, for, for somebody to go from being, playing basketball his whole life to going into MMA and having your first fight be pro and not even take an amateur fight, and I lost in a decision where I was never knocked down or even stunned and hurt, I mean, that's an accomplishment. And the, the guy I fought now, he, did, he wasn't a physical specimen, but he trains at the best MMA gym in the country and has for four years under, uh, you know, uh, some, some high-level people, okay? So he wasn't no rookie to this, okay? And my, my point is I've been through the fire. I've seen how sports works, just like in MMA. If I don't listen to Greg Nelson, that doesn't make him a bad coach. I mean, there's a point where I have to decide, and that's the beauty of free will and being human. But see, they want to make it. See, that even in that, they reject the fundamental tenets of being of free will and being. And these people fancy themselves erudite. No, they just talk polite. They're not smart. 
They're not intelligent. And it's the same thing I see in a lot of these Republican BPO using caucuses. You people are just polite. Don't mistake polite for intelligence. Don't mistake polite for being an intellectual or having ideas, good ideas for that matter. But any ideas, I don't really even see real, genuine, authentic ideas. You know, it was a great, it was a great moment when uh, Joe Frazier, you weren't there. He, he went up first. And he, he said, got to get the border under control. Okay, great. America first idea. Inflation. Inflation. Yeah. Got to get this. Got to get this spending under control. Mm-hmm. But I believe in a strong military presence. Twenty years I was in the military. I've been in a hundred countries. Twenty six years. Yeah. Yeah. You're a fucking globalist. That's exactly correct. And it doesn't make any sense because when you're thirty four trillion dollars in debt, somebody's going to take a haircut now. Somebody. They just announced today the inflation rate was the highest in a year. So. You know, you keep expanding that money supply, somewhere or other, there's got to be a countervailing balance to this. My, my, my thing is they, they want to say that if Donald Trump can't win, it's an indictment of him, that he's a failure. They want to project that. That's a that. good point. They that's wanna, a really good they point. They want to project that onto him. They want to cast that shadow. And that's the, that's the greatest resignation of American citizenship that you can have. Well, if he doesn't win, if he doesn't find a way, and don't get me wrong, leadership is important, and I get there's a crisis of leadership, but there's also there a, are elected representatives. There are there is a crisis of of intellect, philosophical. There's the philosophical currency almost but but bankrupt in in our society today. There's a crisis of sacred honor and faith. So I mean we have to we have to measure our leaders with with some some reasonable you know reasonably. Because, you know, look, and two, when it comes down to coaching, sometimes you just don't have the players. You know, the thing that the establishment is dealing with now, which is new for them, which you said to me before we went off on this venture, the lack of social media, that the Democrats were 20 years ahead of the America First movement in terms of social media. Mm Mm-hmm. And then cool, just being cool about what we do because people are too old. But we now have in this cycle so much podcasted in social media. This is a way we're talking to each other, but people are listening to us. This is what everybody in the movement needs to do. Everybody in the movement needs to know that everybody's in some kind of a cult. Everybody, I said this in the car to you today when we were driving to the studio. If you don't have some kind of cultic affiliation, you're a sociopath. You're, you're just out there on your own. You're really dangerous. Everybody has a worldview that they, if we don't have worldviews that we've given over to, we never develop our humanity. Yeah, that's what they want. That's what, well, that Anti-human would, globalism. That, right. But then you've given yourself over to that cultic, you're going to feed me and you're going to protect me kind of a thing. Yeah. But we have an opportunity to talk to our friends and our neighbors, our coworkers. Of course, the judgment is never talk about religion and politics. That's a scam. Put in there just to keep people atomized and from. Oh, it's, do I never talk about the two most important things in human existence? In our, in my existence, I don't want to learn from anybody. I don't want to share with anybody. But you know, interestingly, the good book says spread the good word. The gospel will be spread to every corner of the earth. Yeah. Right. So, 
Sometimes this shit is so 501c3 Christians. Oh, I'm going to go deeper than that. Some of these judgments are so good, I think they were put in supernaturally. That's a supernatural block to the imperative of spreading the word. Because the people knew you have to spread the word. Remember when, let's, let's, let's name some names. Uh-oh. Yeah. Go. Uh, Roly Poly. Uh, Oshmick. What's his name? First name? Oh, Dave Oshmick? Dave Oshmick, yeah. Oh. Roly Poly. Is yeah. that his new handle? Yeah, built, built, built wide in the belt. And, and real, real, I mean, he's stick he, arms he's like Dr. Robotic, you know, he's just a caricature. It's just all belly. Okay. <laughs> Little legs, all belly, weak wrists. It's embarrassing. I, I, actually, some people, some people's physical appearance is so embarrassing as to make me wonder why they, why they leave the house. And I don't mean that to be overly, you know, uh, material or appearance based, but there is something to be said that you have no real care about the way that you your health. I mean, let's just talk about from a health standpoint. You're not healthy. You're not fit. Remember, and I saw this video about uh, the fitness requirements when Kennedy was. Oh, those kids were scary, weren't they? Oh, they were that, robots. Right. All of them. That's my generation. It, but Dave Oshman's in that generation, so where well, was he then? He wasn't passing the, the fitness test. You know what I've said to you. That's what I'm saying. Well, he might have been in 1964. Okay, and then he and then he lost it. Okay, well, you know, and this is some, but this is this is also a failure of education. Mm -hmm. That's the difference of teaching well-being. This is this is really the core of it for me. So thanks for giving me a. Sign. But wait, before you go there, the reason I brought his name up is oh, let's didn't, please let's give him a good a good pummeling. Didn't we see him try and run off a guy for talking about Christ? Yes, we did. My good buddy Doc there from, from Minnetonka High School. This was a man who was a Marine medic in Vietnam. And I, Did Oshmik serve in the military? I don't know. Okay. That I don't know. But this man, Doc, who I, I spent time with him, you know, I, he's the kind of person. Love Doc. Christian brother, God him, bless him. You're a brother. If you believe you're a brother with him from just looking at each other. Yeah. Fantastic. But this man, this man actually was in Vietnam as a Marine medic point of the spear, what he saw and what he did, he doesn't even want to talk about. What his response has been is he's dedicated his life to spreading the word. And he's 80 years old and he's working in the public school system. Whatever he's doing there, he's not. it's not about the job. It's about him being around the kids and the teachers to try to maintain some kind of sacred honor and faith in the school system. The guys, and this, I, we went to an event. Man's a saint. He, and you and I went to an event and Doc was speaking, and he was starting to wax religious. And this Osmic said, "Get off the stage." I went to a meet. I went to a meeting. That's the Republican Party in Minnesota, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I went to a meeting with Republicans just last week. And when I say that's the Republican Party, I don't mean that that's the makeup of the Republican Party. But this guy is high up. He's the guy sitting there doing the the moderating at the at the convention at the state central. State, state central. He's the guy mm -hmm. that tried to throw me out. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. What I do? That was a funny story. Mm -hmm. This is a funny story. Can we have a little Hebrews? Let's do it. Let's okay, do this it. This is hilarious. So I had I had COVID uh, that week, and I I thought to myself, should I go to the state see state central committee? The Republican Party of Minnesota is run by delegates to the state central committee. And it's split about 55-45 between the traditional neocon Republican and this growing movement of American citizens that are America firsters. 
a lot of these American firsters have decided to hurl themselves at the neocons. You know, they just throw themselves at the power. And it's, it's tragic and entertaining simultaneously. And I'm well known to these people, and I wasn't feeling good. This is just a hilarious story. I'm sitting there. I'm slumped over. And there was a voice uh, vote, and Osmick said one side won and not the other side. And there's a thing, you go division, which means let's have a, a head count. Let's count it. Let's not do it by sound. And he looked right at me because he knew who I was. He said, do I have to have you removed? And I jumped up out of my chair, and I said, no, I want you and everybody on this stage to resign. And he goes, Sergeant-at-Arms, remove this man. So this galoot comes over to me, and I gave him that look. If you touch me, somebody's going to die. So he backed off, and they went for reinforcements. This is the funny part. So all of a sudden, there's four or five guys hanging around me. So I give four or five guys the look. If you touch me, you're all going to die. And they all ran away like rats. And I thought, wow, I still got it. Because we do get frailer as we get older. And I was feeling afterwards. <laughs> afterwards, I find out that you were up in the balcony and you saw me about to get ejected physically. And to have my back, you ran down. So those guys saw you coming to protect me. And when they saw 270 pounds running at them, they scrambled like rats. They just ran away. And I thought I was a badass. <laughs> There's a martial arts movie about that. With that, uh, you know that movie I'm talking about? Where where the guy, the big guys behind him, behind the he, uncle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was exactly. It was exact. It was life imitating art. I uh, first off, I just want to say I was appalled at what I saw at that state central committee. That was one of the most disgusting displays of of uh, political theater and and a, a sort of rigged a rigged uh, proceeding by the establishment that I've ever witnessed personally in my life. I mean, I've never been up close on something so so slanted. You know, it's just like as a sportsman, it, it'd be like you know, it, it's just get like get a boxer getting robbed. You know, just or a basketball team getting cheated. The fouls are ten to one. It's just disgusting. I mean, it's just, there's nothing square about it. And the whole thing about capitalism it, it, that, that we've lost, and I want to say this, is that the, the, the competition is supposed to be square. And, and we, without the sacred honor, we can't have square competition. Now, we lost that somewhere. We started to think, hey, as long as you get the money, then, then the, 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 the way you got it doesn't matter. And there's something gravely wrong with that, evident in us becoming a, a military-based economy and, and, and sort of a culture. Um, but you know, the fact that Ajmik has the, the audacity, and this is what I really don't like. And I told you this last night, yesterday we were in the car. Um, the lack of, 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 of physical, the, the, the lack of respect found by physical consequences really bothers me. It really does. You know, cause where I grew up, there's just a, a certain, there's certain respect. There's a certain caution you had to have when, when dealing with, with people. And when people didn't do that, people got hurt. Some people got killed. I mean, the, the smallest, and people, people may not understand this or they may reject this or they may talk about rule of law and crime and look at black communities and go, hey, that one black guy got into an argument with the other guy and he just shot him. And, and yeah, there's a, there's a sort of cowardice and, and lack of, of honor in that, but, but the, it's more in the, 
in the technological advancement of how easy it is to kill somebody, which isn't a byproduct of black communities. That's a byproduct of of global military industrial complex, right? That that's trickled down to the, the, fruits the local of, community. The fruits of science. The fruits of science. That's right. Um, but but the the idea that you know, if you cross a line and there's no respect that we may throw down, we may have a we may have to fist fight. It's just assumed by people like Osmic that that's not a reality. They they were I think shocked that room when I stood up and got uh, so. But but it's, it's not just that. Room. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, it was, but, it was the way. No, but, but that's my, a microcosm of the but, whole thing. No, but no, the microcosm is the way he treated Doc. Oh, the I, fact that yes. he thought that he could treat that he could tell him, just a him. Marine medic who 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 served his stint that he could that he could shout from a seated position to get him off the stage as though talking about God is 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 a is, is a waste of time, and and beneath his his you know beneath him. Personally, where do these people get off? Well, that's where. Where do these people get off with that type of arrogance? But if you, this is really the the cleave line between that neocon group and the America Firster group. But they don't believe in God. They they don't believe in God. I just was at a meeting this past weekend. Nobody who believes in God would. I know people who don't believe in God that wouldn't disrespect. I know people who don't believe in. Look, look, and this is what I did. These people do not understand. I led 15,000 people to the Federal Reserve, and the majority of them were what? Liberals. The majority of them were leftists, progressives. You know, 18 to 19 to to, to 25-year-old, pink, green, purple-haired, you know, know, woke college kids. Even they had the decency not to disrespect a man when he got up and talked about God. And these people are staunch atheists. In fact, you may even find some of them dabbling in witchcraft and occultism and Satan, satanic temple. But when we had people stand up and pray or speak about God and talk from a more religious standpoint, none of them scoffed. None of them scoffed from the crowd. And and I'm not saying that to defend the leftists. I'm doing it to illustrate that if we're going to measure this thing by comparison, good or bad by comparison, the most anti-religious people that I've come across are right here in the Republican Party, and they're at the fucking top of it. Well, I, I guess I'd have to say that uh, there's a lot of um, resistance to, to this. Is I guess I'm you know, thinking about this as you're talking about it. If you're standing on a neocon military platform, and the whole reason that you're running your deal is empire, you really don't have any real faith, right? Right. And so then they're going to reject anyone coming forward and interjecting a faith conversation because that also means with faith comes self-governance. So, you know, there's maybe some unconscious reactions. This guy, this guy was chosen specifically to be at these events to bully people. That's the part that I most object as a, as a participant in an organization. An organization, if it's going to thrive and grow, needs to listen to its members. And he was there to throttle. There was this one scene, I don't know if you saw it, this professor was there. He identified him as a professor from one of the local universities. And he says, I feel like I'm standing in a room in 1930s Germany. And Osmick goes, remove this man. It was everybody, it was actually a parody. The, the room actually, people started laughing. And of course, and of course the rule was what? I mean, they started the whole thing. You, you could tell the game was rigged and what type of, <clears throat> what type of thing it was going to be, you can't film. 
I mean, you're talking about the conservative movement and people who talk about the Constitution, people who listen to Mark Levin, constitutional conservatives. Not to bring his name back up, but but how does Mark Levin feel about about a, a, a Republican Party uh, proceeding or, or event taking place, an official, a formal Republican Party proceeding taking place that doesn't that doesn't acknowledge the, the freedom of speech laws? Or the, 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 the freedom to, to record. I mean, what are we, what, who are we? Who are we? We're a secret society. There you go. And, we're, and, and we're JFK, a secret, said, we're a JFK se- said we're fundamentally opposed to secret societies. We're a secret society with a public-facing website. Hmm. That's what the Republican Party is, at least here in Minnesota. I can't speak about Texas, sir. You can't film the state central committee? Why? Because you don't want people to see how, how fucking corrupt it is? What would be the what would be the, the the argument as to why not film let it be filmed? Let it be filmed. Let the people see. Let the people see how politics actually work. Well actually if I was in charge of the Republican Party, if I was the chair, the first the first order of business would be let these proceedings be filmed. Let them be live streamed. Let them be live streamed to in, to encourage American citizens to in, involve themselves in a process. So we can be held accountable for the things we do by we the people. This ain't a special club. You well, can't, you can't, no, no, you can't. No, 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 It is a completely. But that's the point. You can't claim to be a party of the constitutional we the people and, and, and be a, a special club at the same time. And what's happening all over the country, this I know because I talk to people nationally, as the movement grows and these people are threatened, they're what they call, they call this in China, the iron rice ball. Never can be taken away from you because you're in the party. They're actually changing the rules and becoming more draconian. But we are seeing some signs of change. Mitch McConnell resigned. Yeah. Mitt Romney resigned. These people know the top ones, the ones that are smart, they know their time's up. They're going to go retire, take their ill-gotten gains, and count their money, right? Yeah. Down here in the belly of the beast, these people haven't figured it out yet. They're going to have to be removed they're not going to give it up and they're not going to allow now we got this tom emmer here he's been a project of mine since he uh got involved with this debt ceiling scam he's come out endorsed president trump of course you know he's all of a sudden he's america first are they dumb enough to believe and they're actually dumb enough to believe that in sd6 i mean in, in, in cd6 those people well you're the guy that came up with people take their politics with their french yeah. fries they're exploiting the American citizens' relative disengagement from the real issues and the real movement of the issues. I'm pissed at Emmer. This, this, I'm going to go back at him hard because what he's doing is he's he's he's, he's impersonating someone now. Yes. He fears the movement of There's the nothing American. more dishonest than that. It is. It really should just be swept away. There's nothing more manipulative and dishonest than impersonating uh, an ideology. I mean, you talk about Trojan Horse, and they, here's the scary part. These people like Tom Emmer. They're cultically involved. They'll vote for Tom Emmer. They'll support Tom Emmer. I see them come with their Emmer stickers. (laughs) You know, and it's always a middle-aged white woman. I mean, let's just be honest. And it's not just them, but we got the same middle-aged, we got the same middle-aged white woman issue in in the conservative movement that we do in the liberal movement. In fact, Kathy Ostrom is a great example, who's really, by all metrics, a fucking liberal. Because if you justify abortion because you, you feel that black uh, men leave their families, you're fucking Satanist. And she wouldn't even speak to me. 
And she and, and that's very good because I would have just told her, get the fuck out of my face. I'm that I'm that guy. Actually, actually, actually. Same wait, thing wait, I'm going to tell Oshmik. Wait, wait, wait. When I wait, run into him. Wait, but he wait, wouldn't speak to me either. Wait, wait, wait. Fuck you, buddy. Wait, buddy. wait. Go fuck wait, yourself. Wait, wait, wait. Move Slow to down. China. Please, can we have a little context here? Okay. little context because there's people tuning in for the first time. Mm-hmm. They don't have the history on this thing. The history, this is the, you know, certain things when you have a movement, when you have a culture, a political culture, mm-hmm. certain events become remembered because of their potency. And Royce and I were at one of these meetings, these said meetings where we get together with people to try to do this peer-to-peer engagement. And I invite everybody because I always ask them, did you vote for George Bush? I pop my own hand up. And I've had a lot of evolution since 2000, right? Mm -hmm. Because I was that kid under my desk and I was that kid in that line to get that measles shot with the people in the white coats, okay? So monkeypox, whatever it was, you know, I'm still cooking, but you know, I've gone through, let me tell you, I've gone through a lot of disease episodes in my life and suffered. I don't blame, but you know, not everything that we're given is good for us. You know, not everything we're taught is good for us. There's a lot of propaganda. Anyhow, we went to this meeting and uh, I had invited uh, new people from the Republican Party because we're trying to find the people in the party that want to work with us. Mm-hmm. And this woman walks in with her cohort, another, another as, as President Trump would say, another butte. Anyhow, we're sitting there, and they're not sitting there for more than, I don't know, four or five minutes. And I said something about God. Because I'm a believer, so I talk about God. We, we talk about God, right? Mm-hmm. And this Kathy Ostrom looked at me, and she goes, is that a litmus test? And I said, I don't believe in litmus tests. We're all here American citizens. And non sequitur, we weren't even talking about it. She pointed her bony finger right at Rice and said, I believe in abortion because you people abandon your children. And it was a table of mostly men, and the whole table moved back. Because it was like, whoa, there's a demon afoot. We didn't even know how to. It was so unexpected. What, 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 what did I, what I tell her? What did you tell her? Remember, I, I, I told her. I said, well, where, where do you get your, uh, where do you get your products in your house from? And she said, uh, she said, uh, uh, you know, wherever it was home, whatever, whatever it was. I said, it's made in China, right? Said, oh yeah, it's made in China. Oh, so ipso facto, you, you, you're kind of, you know. You're you're kind of uh, um. You you uh, I forgot what I said. Something like, oh, so so you 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 believe in China? I mean, you believe in abortion? You know, writ large, writ large, right? And she was like, "Well, I never thought about it that way." It's like, you know, it, it's just the point. The point that what what it was so taken aback by is this is one of the first times I was even at a Republican little gathering. Uh. I'd never even been to a little group group session like that, really, or only a few. And I thought these people were the ones out there, you know, defending uh, pro pro life position. So I just didn't, you know, it didn't occur to me that it was shocking, wasn't it? That that not only the position, but but the justification. I mean, it wasn't a moderate, but it wasn't like, hey, listen. You no, know. no, the part that was shocking. It was <laughs> it per- was like no, no, the part that was shocking. 
is that she made it personal. She pointed her finger right at you, you people. When I hear that you people thing, with my background in training and cultural issues, when I hear that you, when I use the word you people. The idea that, (laughs) (laughs) fucking hey. We're getting ready to get down. We start hearing that you people yeah, you, thing. You go to you go to a black neighborhood and a black barbershop and you you pull the you people out. But but a lot of, <laughs> you know. This is what I was going back to but but it's Kathy Ashram too. But it's but it's uh but it's you know, it, again it's Ashmic. It's just, you know, they, they have no sense of, of, of consequences. And then if there were consequences, they would do the they would do the call the cops and sue thing. I mean, that's their that's their MO. And it's just such a little Weasley little, and it's what they're doing to Trump. They're doing to Trump in a, in a more abstract way. They're really saying, they're really saying, uh, you know, you, you're beating us, and smacking us around intellectually, you're smacking us around culturally, you're smacking us around politically. So what we're going to do is just call the cops and sue you. That's what they're doing. And then the people who are in our movement are using that to justify not supporting them. I said about Nikki Haley the other day. Imagine. Imagine you're trying to build a political platform and campaign on the idea that our enemies, by your, your standards, our enemies, the Democrats, the liberals, the Joe Bidens of the world, our enemies are, are corrupting the system and targeting Donald Trump. And so we should not support him. We should give up. We should throw in the towel because the, our enemies have rigged the system. That's. There is not a better encapsulation of a beta male cuck feminist sort of outlook and approach to tyranny. Oh, wait, wait. They've, they've pegged this guy. They've targeted him. We just should let them take him. Let, let them, let, I mean, and, and you know, I, I'll, I'll be the person because they're not coming for me, what, yet? And what, what makes Nikki Haley so confident that they wouldn't come for her the same way if she actually had the juice to be where Donald Trump is? I'll tell you what, she knows that she's involved in the scam because the people that are back her with the money and the, and the, and the, the, the variation of American politics that she's involved with is the whole scam. She's in the fourth rail. So she's very confident that they won't, they won't attack her the same way they do Donald Trump. I told you I went to that event. MSNBC showing you that. I, I went to that event with uh, Nikki Haley and Leon Panetta, <laughs> former director of the CIA, Chief of Staff for Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. and they were Mutt and Jeff in it, but they were the same person. I mean, they were set up as if it was point-counterpoint, but what they were there to say was, we have to go to war with Russia. That was the takeaway, and that's the takeaway from all these people. Everybody needs to know that if we don't get clear about what the issues of this election really are, like if we get caught up in Donald Trump or we get caught up in this scam or that scam, <clears throat> No, no, we're voting for peace or war. Pick it, you know, make a decision. Pick a side. Live with your decision. If you want to go to war, because we're getting ready to go to war. I mean, it's no longer in even in the talk con- about it. Proceed. Well, you know, this is what happens when uh, a a group thinks they're in control. This comes. This really comes from people that have never really been in a fight. Because, you know, when you get in a fight, like in a room with a lot of people, it starts out with two guys, okay? Mm-hmm. But when other people start joining in, it gets a little bit improv. And that's what's happening now in Europe because the the Ukraine thing and the reaction of the Russians to the Ukraine thing is now spreading 
on all the border states, the Poles, the Romanians, the Estonians, Latvians, the Finns, the, the, all these people are now the Swedes. They're all getting concerned that the Russians are expansionists. Now they all got their own self-interest going. Mm-hmm. And they know that there's this America first thing going on over here. Maybe America doesn't have their back. Maybe they're on their own. And when weak people find themselves on their own, they do kind of strange things. So we're getting in kind of a strange moment over in Europe. And that's why there's so much pressure on Mike Johnson and the House Republicans to pass this 90. They're actually going to say if we pass this 90 billion, it's going to bring about peace. Wait, wait for it. It's coming. You want to have peace? We need the 90 billion to buy weapons to kill Russians. Hey, you you know, but the Russians have changed their nuclear doctrine just this week. They've lowered the threshold for for using nukes. What they're advertising, because it's not a secret, is here's our red lines. Now, you saw when you crossed this red line in Ukraine, you dumb sons of bitches. Do you see what we did? We warned you for 10 years. If you keep moving towards our borders, we're going. What's that great rap song? Get get off my back or I will attack and you won't like that? I don't know. Let's see. So far back, you don't know it. Because mm-hmm. rap, you probably weren't born when that shit was 91. out there. 91. Rap I'm, was just. I'm going to pull that out and I'm going to send it to you. Okay. Okay. I used to work out to it. Okay. Yeah, that's what they said. Get off my back or I will attack and you won't like that. And that's exactly what happened. I don't care. You want to say the Russians caused this? Fine. You want to say the Russians didn't cause it? Fine. The fact is we don't like the way it is. That's another thing that's pissing me off. All these issues get supported from both sides so heavily that unless you're willing to really do the research for yourself and find it for yourself, you just give up because there's two opposing arguments that just get ground together and you get mush and you get that disengagement you were talking about earlier tonight. But the the Russians have lowered their nuclear doctrine, the, the threshold for using nuclear weapons, because they're telling the West, if you sink three capital ships, we're using nukes. If you, shoot, if you sink 30% of our nuclear submarines, we're using nukes. If one boot goes on our soil, we're using nukes. In the meantime, they're building a Maginot line across uh, Northern Europe, you know, trying to separate the West from the Russians. And we've got all, we, we just had a thing that happened this week with the saddle rattling where the European Union was saying, well, we're going to put combat troops into Ukraine. Russians said, okay, try Internment camps for Russians in European countries is not, is, not a, is not a far stretch of the imagination right now. The whole thing. And then there's, you know, the Russians also, none of these people are blameless. I mean, there's a, this is about ethnic cleansing now. But I go back to what started all this shit. Okay, these groups were separated for a reason. Like the Germans. I'm not here to be pro-Nazi. Come on, I'm not. But let's even, I mean, let's just, wait, wait, wait. But you separate these groups, the ethnic groups get separated to weaken these polities. Who cares? Listen, what I'm saying is this. Who gives a fuck? The Finns, the Swedes, they should fight their own war. Good. they're They're getting finicky. They should. They're not getting finicky because there's this America First movement. They're finicky because inevitably America can't protect everybody. Well, they know it. They know it. They know it. Yeah, but it's not about oh, this America First movement is 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 accelerating the 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 you know uh, our our vulnerability in the region. I don't know if this is true, but I heard that the entire NATO European alliance 
can muster two and a half divisions of combat troops. I don't know if that's true. I didn't do the research, but I heard this several times, which means they're grotesquely underprepared to deal with what's going on. And if you look at military spending. You mean NATO? NATO. Actually, in Europe, two and a half divisions. They're basically defenseless. And now they're scrambling. They don't have the military infrastructure. They don't have the spending. Yeah, it's it's America. There is no NATO. That's correct. That's right. So when they say, well, well, you know, this, you know, these NATO bases, they're American bases. This is America. America's underwriting the whole thing. The American citizens are underwriting. And then you the whole get thing. these military people, you know, that say, "I know what NATO was when I was in Afghanistan. The NATO troops were dying and fighting with them." You know, every one of these countries has got a thousand crazies. Proceed, right? Right. I mean, they didn't. I mean, really, NATO had nothing to do with what happened in Afghanistan. It had nothing to do with what happened in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what it is is an extension of U.S. foreign policy. That's what it is. Where's the peace talks? Where's the peace talks? Do you, you know, I, I said this, I'll say it again. I don't ever remember in my lifetime, even the Israelis and Hamas are having talks. They're having peace talks. They're having talks. Yeah. I'm not saying they're peace, but at least they're sitting down and spitting at each oh, other. They, they, Joe Biden just said that they're going to have a ceasefire by the weekend. He did? Yeah. He said they're very close as he was eating an ice cream cone. He was asked about it and he said, uh, my 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 uh, my national security advisors tell me we're close. Well, let me tell you what the Israelis. I don't are. think they're close at all. Here's what the <laughs> here's what the Israelis said. They have a defense minister. I love this guy's name. It's Benny Gantz. Sounds very mafia, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Benny Three Fingers Gantz. Mm-hmm. You know, he's their defense minister. He said that if all the hostages were not returned by the 10th of March, which is the first day of Ramadan, they're going to attack a population center in southern Gaza where a million and a half Palestinians are holed up. They got them. And the Egyptians, listen to this one. The Egyptians, <laughs> this is hilarious. The Egyptians are building a wall. <laughs> I'm serious. They're building a wall to keep the Palestinians from escaping into Egypt. Yeah. These people are trapped. They're trapped. And so if they don't give these hostages up, they're going in, and they're going to, there's a million and a half people trapped. Don't build a wall. It doesn't work. It's working great for the Egyptians. So, you know, but those people are talking. Nobody is talking to the Russians. There's no peace talks. Just sit down and talk to the people. Cut a deal. Make a peace. And we can, and what, there's a thing that happened in, um, after the Germans invaded Poland in 1939, there was a period was called the phony war, the phony war. The phony war went on for about eight months, and all the citizens in all of those European countries went around like we're doing here. We're going about our business, going to the health clubs, going out, to, go to the restaurants. They're full. People spend the money, run their credit cards up. People going to work. Streets are filled with cars. It's life is good. Mm-hmm. Life is good. In fact, Morning Joe, look at your four hundred one k. If you want to know how good life is, life is good, right? It's the phony war. What's really happening is, is the world is positioning assets to get ready to throw down big time. And we're at the last moment where American citizens can unite for their children, for their country, for their people to stay out of a European war. Why are we getting involved in European wars? We're divorced from these people. We are like the prototypical cock. They're our bitch. They're our bitch. And uh, we're, we're who's, playing... bitch who's, who's the bitch? 
Oh, well, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. That's what I'm saying. This reminds me of the guy that got divorced, and he goes back to his ex-wife. Cook. And she, exactly. Mm -hmm. All we are is the bouncer. Yeah, cook. But, I mean, you know, they, yeah, they're for sure. What, what are we doing? What are we doing defending all the year? What, how, how is it that, that America is, is basically supplemented uh, Europe's fight, you know, economy? The entire thing. There's security for sure, but th the security protects the economy. How is it that we've done that and they have no military readiness? We 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 have America. And Donald Trump. We gotta send America. We gotta send Green Berets to go stand up NATO divisions. Are you kidding and me? Donald Trump was widely pilloried for demanding that these countries frog up. Remember that? Yeah. People are going, you can't talk like that. He said, Yeah. He just recently said, Hey, if you don't pay up, go ahead, Putin. Oh yeah. They, they, <laughs> That's great gangster. No, I saw I saw I saw a head, I saw something on social media come across and it was must have been a liberal or progressive. Or maybe Rhino, you know, neocon. I don't know, but same people. They were saying uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump just said he doesn't care what the Russians do. Russians can do anything they want. And I and I just looked at it and I go, damn, damn right. <laughs> they can do what. They, what uh, Let's go back to the idea of borders. Not back moral, to the idea of borders. It's not a moral ethical statement. You're back to the you idea. You can say of something's wrong, but still not be saying that you want to intervene in it it's not your business and we got a big problem with with, with our whole borders our whole foreign policy again borders our borders, whole foreign borders policy is based on not minding our own fucking business not having borders everybody else's business is our business if you're a globalist you have no spiritual borders i don't care what the russians do even israel i said about israel it's the same thing no oh, that's the that's the taboo of taboos in the conservative movement yeah. that is that well, is the ultimate taboo. Right. It's all, it's all, hold off. I told you off. the linchpin of the neocon neoliberal order was Israel. Israel. Yeah. And the same thing goes for Israel, though. I mean, if we, if we, look, if we have this deep, deep spiritual affection, okay, the Glenn Becks of the world, they have this deep, deep Christian spiritual affection with, uh, with uh, the state of Israel and then the fate of the Jew because of the, the Bible. Okay. Okay, fine. Come on. I, I, I tend to disbelieve you because uh, you don't really seem that Christian. Not in my view, anyway. It's just, again, don't use profanity, but we'll go kill people as a business. Not Christian. But, hey, fine. You get to be whatever kind of Christian you want. That's kind of the... the, the, the Free will. The freedom of the whole deal. Um, but... Okay, fine. We have a special affection for these individual countries out there. Israel's one of them. They got to pay. That's fine. You know, we can have a special affection for them. We can love them. We can care for them. We can protect them. But they got to pay. And they don't pay. You know how they Even pay? Even Israel doesn't You pay. know how they pay? With intelligence, with no. access. Yeah, but also. With access to the region. The British put the Jews there. To scramble that egg, they'd already scrambled the Sunnis and the Shias. This is a very strategic area. You know, it's, it's the Suez Canal mm -hmm. to the mouth of the Red Sea, and then to the Malacca Strait. Right. No, it's the, look, it's the access. It's the access. No, no, no. But it's that's, the British. It's no, 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 the British no, 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 access. No, no, no. You gotta pay money. No, no, no. There ain't no oh, access, change, barter. This ain't a fucking barter system. 
cash money. You got to pay. Do they pay? No, we, no. we support them. We pay them. $14 billion's on the table Egypt. right now. No, and not just them. It doesn't stop with them. Oh, Egypt's definitely on so the, the table. So the whole Mark Levin pitch after October 7th was, if, if we don't help Israel, and they're going to use nukes too. We, we're, we are, we're, so we're basically getting bullied. We're getting, we're, we're getting, we're, we're giving an ultimatum. And the word around the campfire is that Iran now has six nukes ready we to go. We are being given an ultimatum that if we don't play mediator and police, then these people are going to kill each other, right? Right. Um, well, okay. First of all, how do we know that they're not all in on it together to just to just take money from us? How do we know they're not all posing at this point and they're all whacking up the the, the, the money? <laughs> I like that. Well, who's to say? You're the guy that said that. The they're I, getting money. The we, I, the I told I, we're we're this, getting threatened. We're we're. The, right, I thought we don't negotiate. Hold on, wait a wait a second. <laughs> I thought we don't nego- I thought we don't negotiate with terrorists. These people are geopolitical, military, nuclear, uh, science, you know, uh, you know, advanced weaponry terrorists. They're saying if you don't help us, if you don't broker a peace, if you don't mediate you don't pay. the region, if you don't if you don't help secure the region, then we'll we'll kill each other. Bitch, kill each other. Kill, kill go ahead. Let's see how let's see how about it you really are. And is everybody? And I'm, the same goes for the the Qataris. I see, we're on every side of the trade because we give money to the Qataris, we give money to Iran. We gave, just recently we just gave money to Iran. We give money to Egypt. All of them should pay us too. Hey, Iran, guess what? Mutually assured destruction. You you we guys promise not to bomb you. Pay up, sucker. And guess what? And here's the line. The line is out there somewhere in the Atlantic. You cross this fucking line, we're gonna come deal with all of you. So you do, you do whatever. If the nuclear dust or the fallout or whatever it is that you're gonna do, see, but then it starts to become a climate racket, right? This is where nuclear war becomes a climate racket. It's just, oh, the nuclear weapons are so destructive that it's gonna kick a cloud of dust up in the sky, and and the sun will be blotted out, and we won't be able to grow any crops. But we can, but we can, we can uh, petri dish, we we can uh, grow broccoli. From a petri dish, and you can eat that, and we can clone chickens, but we need the sun to no no. But we can terraform Mars. I mean, the lies are really getting out there now. I mean, one of them is one's the truth, and one's obviously not. I'm not scared of n- nuclear. You know, it, it's you know, don't tell me any more stories. What what's the place there in in, in Russia? That's, Chernobyl. I, don't give me the Chernobyl stories. I'm not saying it's not true, but what I'm saying is if they start to there's a there's a radius for nuclear dust and nuclear fallout, right? Or else Chernobyl would have spread to... Everywhere. Everywhere, right? Obviously, it doesn't work like that. I mean, these are the facts. This is, again, this is boomer cons. You guys got under your desk for nuclear tests. You, are dumb. You, are you saying we got uh, brainwashed? It's dumb. It's just dumb on a factual basis. What the fuck are you doing under your desk? What are you doing? Being terrorized. Being terrorized. Same people terrorizing your day. My point is this. You guys want to kill yourselves then. If that's what you want to do, if you're so if you're so hell bent on dying, don't think you're gonna what don't you're think you're gonna extort is, us on the way. What you're saying is, if you pull the plug on the, then you get BS, to see who really who really wants to get down. And what did we find out with Iran recently? They didn't want to get down. Not they had a chance. They didn't want to get. They've down. been trying to reel their proxies in, but then again, when you get people on your payroll mm-hmm. like the Hooties, they might say, "Oh, they'll start extorting you." 
because we're not, you're not who we, you, you're not who. You said you I were. I had to say this because you had this funny thing we were talking. About right? the Ayatollah? The Ayatollah. That's just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about the Iranians. But Royce goes, I just, I just don't think it's what it's advertised as. I just see that guy going home at night, taking his turban off, flipping on Johnny Carson reruns. And eating Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> but the hooties. With a white woman. But, right. But, <laughs> but the hooties, the hooties. Mm-hmm. The hooties were sold a bill of goods. Mm-hmm. Hamas was sold a bill of goods. If the Iranians say, hey, you know what? Not today. That doesn't mean those guys that are on the front lines might just say, we're going. We're going without you. Right. Right? Right, like Hamas said they did. Then that's how— That's what Hamas claimed they did. They said that we were funded by the Iranians to, to do this, and then the Iranians said, no, we didn't. But, but you know, Hamas was, well, we're going anyway. Right. And that, that's when things—that's what I was saying about when a, fight, when a fight starts yeah. and it's two people, okay. When the whole bar gets involved in it, it's out of control. And we're just— World War. We're just a, a hair away— from everybody pursuing their own but self But we have, the, we have the ability to pull out of the whole thing. I mean, we have the opportunity as America to just leave the bar and let these motherfuckers. Wouldn't that be smart? I'm on, we're out. We just have to elect we, different people. We're out of here. We not, but this bar fight is dumb. You people are dumb. We're out. You guys fight. We're going home. Now, when I go home, if one of you motherfuckers follow me back to, to my, to my walk up, uh, I can't tell you, I, I'm going to have to get, then I'm going to have to get down. And that's what America should do. Here the line, out here in the ocean. Put the nuclear submarines right there in the Pacific and the Atlantic. If you want to keep them there in the South China Sea because you think China's the big threat and you want to you you stop them before they ever pro- progress across the Pacific, if that's what our claim is, because, you know, you got hypersonic missiles and space nukes and all kinds of shit they're saying now, inter- direct energy weapons, who knows what's possible. But if something was really possible and people were as sinister as, as they say, they would have went already. Because if they have that capacity, I, I don't think they wouldn't use it. Um, and maybe they do. And maybe that's why our elites at the highest level bend the knee to, to China so willingly, obviously, in, in, on the world stage. Uh, maybe they're already bitching us. We don't know. I mean, that, that level of military is classified. right? It's kept secret. Because but, but the cosmonauts and the astronauts are still up there flying around For together. Sure. Unbelievable. Nuclear submarines, Pacific Atlantic. You cross this line, we're coming to deal with all of you. And that, that now that would be a fair and reasonable Mil- military military strategy. That'd be great. That would be the proper application of a U.S. defense force defending the well-being of American citizens. Right. I I love that idea. Right. We're not anti-military. We're anti-use of the military in pursuit of empire. Oh, absolutely. You know, we, I mean, and, and how, we can't do it. I mean, it's so obvious we can't do it. And why? Why would we want to defend everywhere at all times anyway? It's not tenable. It's not tenable, especially when you got a, 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 one and a 1.8 birth rate per couple. I mean, if, if you're talking about getting ready to go to war and getting down, we have all these new people that can go into the military. Oh, fuck. Illegal immigrants ain't going in no military. Oh, they most certainly will be. Shit. That'll be a path to citizenship. Army recruitment, U.S. military recruitment is down 5% this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Rejection of military industrial complex. Well, hey, hey, if you got <laughs> kids and you're listening, ask yourself this question. Are you willing to see them get drafted? 
That's, you know, do you want to? Because the draft's coming back. In fact, the left on racial issues think it's very important that the draft comes back for equity. Oh, give me a fucking break. No, I'm going to. This has been another episode of Please Call Me Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Brought to you by Free People Radio and powered by our favorite sponsor, TireGit.com. That's TireGit.com. You have to buy tires from somebody. You might as well buy them from us and help fund the movement. I can't hear. I can't. I can't tolerate the left talking about a draft, a, a military draft for, race, for racial equity. That's where I draw the hard fucking line. We're stopping. We got to. We got to. <laughs> this is. This is. It. We might as well just go and talk about ETs now. This is so outrageous. Um, thanks for being here again, man. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed another episode of Hebrews. I think in uh, let's let's put a date in March and we'll just upload the Hebrews channel. Start the Hebrews channel. And you guys can follow the Hebrews podcast as well. That way it'd be a little bit harder for YouTube to take us down all at once, uh, censor us, or anybody else. and just got a mountain of, of content out there. Um, pardon shots. Make sure that you subscribe to the Professor Penn Podcast if you haven't already. The Professor Penn Podcast is on YouTube, uh, but the great Professor Penn is also on social media now. Um, and uh, Rumble. Rumble, yeah. Uh, X, Getter. Please find me. We'll talk to you. Yeah, there's something else I was going to say. Oh, John Frederick's Radio Network, Monday through Friday. I'm on the radio at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Real America's Voice, tomorrow morning. How did I forget? Tired. It was a long night. Um, Real America's Voice, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. The Royce White Show. Uh, also, uh, our, our radio shows are almost complete to, to put up for you to listen to and, and replay back on the Royce White USA YouTube channel. So that'll be that'll be up and running for you momentarily. You'll be able to listen back to the radio shows. We'll see if they let me play the music. If not, we'll have to put them all on Rumble. Hopefully Rumble will let me play the the music on 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 the shows and that'll be a good way to get the full experience of the radio show if you don't hear it live. Um RoyceWhite.us for the Senate campaign website. And I just want to say this to you all again. If you vote for money in this country, if you vote for money, if you vote for the people with the most signs, the most literature, the most TV ads, or whatever the case may be, if you if you vote for the people who have money, I mean, you're really asking to be represented by sellouts. That's just that's just a fundamental fact. You want to be represented by people who have sold out because there is no righteous money out there. If there is, feel free to drop it in the comments. But I refuse to go to the Koch brothers and ask them for a fucking check because I know who they are. And I know who a lot of these 501c3 evangelicals, megachurch donors are. And I just, I'm just not doing it. The referendum's on you. You know what the fucking issues are. If you want to believe some propaganda pitch that's, that's been carefully crafted and, and well-funded, then just go ahead and vote for Nikki Haley. Let's, let's not beat around the bush. And I'm fine with that. I'm 32. You guys want to go to war? Fine. Let's go to war. I think I could probably survive. If, 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 if I'm doing the Darwin thing, I think my chances of survival are pretty good. I'm just going to say. <laughs> but, hey, you know, run it up. Roll the dice, guys. Your choice. We all get to decide how the country burns now. Um, the great Professor Penn, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being here, man. Parting shots for you. It's just always nice to have this dialogue. We are building a movement. We're really about spreading the search for truth. We're asking to be involved. We want to be entertaining, but we really would like every listener and viewer to pick up their cross and bear it and try to spread the word of self-governance through our society. 
because if we don't, we will be governed and we'll be governed by evil people. It's the American citizens that have the goodness, that have the grace, that have the courage to take our country in a direction that's good for the people. Amen to that. Amen to that. We appreciate your viewership and listenership today and in the future. Um, The fight continues. Don't die a jerk off. And as always, Godspeed.